Welcome everyone to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. And guys, originally I promised that I would do a video tonight or a podcast tonight with a special guest, a Miami Dolphins YouTuber. Um, something came up uh, in my schedule, so that is going to be moved to Friday night. So Friday night, I'm going to have a special guest on the podcast. But today we have a lot to cover. So first off, I want to start with my wild card round picks. Um, I, I, I didn't do too well, guys. <laughs> I went three and three. Um, but I mean, that's not not awful. But at the end of the day, went 50% uh, on those picks. Let's go through them real quick. So I picked Indianapolis to beat Buffalo. Um, Indianapolis should have beat Buffalo. Let me start with that. Indianapolis should have beat Buffalo. Uh, They missed out on a lot of points. They went for it. They had like a first and goal at like the five-yard line. They didn't get it. That should have been a touchdown. They missed a field goal. Um, That should have been 10 points. The end of the game, it was... um, I forget what the score. I want to say it was 27-24. It should have been 34-27 Indianapolis. Uh, They lost the game single-handedly on their own. Buffalo didn't really play that that well. And next week, Buffalo is going to play Baltimore. And Baltimore is basically the... I thought... I I said it wrong in the podcast. I have to take it back. Indianapolis isn't the team that is good against Buffalo. It's Baltimore. I thought I was saying Indy. I meant Baltimore. Baltimore's two strengths... Running the ball, stopping the pass. That's their two strengths. Buffalo's two strengths, or Buffalo's uh, weaknesses, is they suck if they can't throw the ball, and they are not good at stopping the run. And so if Baltimore is able to stop the pass, which is really just stop Stephon Diggs, if you're able to stop Stephon Diggs and run the ball on Buffalo, you have a great shot of winning. And so Baltimore, uh, while I didn't agree with you know Lamar Jackson, how he handled himself after the game, uh, that's going to be a phenomenal game. So I picked Indy, Buffalo won. I picked Seattle, the Rams won. The Seattle Seahawks sucked in that game. Like, it was bad. I was watching the game. I was like, what happened to Russell Wilson? Like, everyone keeps using the excuse he doesn't have talent around him. The The real reason why he's not playing well is his offensive line is garbage. Like, I don't understand the weapons. He has Chris Carson. Um, he has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, DK Metcalf, in my opinion, is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. So they need to really invest in that offensive line because he was running around for his life the whole game. Nonetheless, the Rams won. Tampa Bay, Washington was a closer game than I thought because Tyler Heineke, like Tyler Heineke by himself in that game against Washington, kept them in the game. And he also is going to earn himself a starting job, in my opinion, next year. If I'm Washington, I would develop Tyler Heineke, get him a better offensive line, maybe a couple weapons. I think you can win a lot of games with Tyler Heineke. I really, really do. Um, So maybe Tyler Heineke just proved that he could be a starting quarterback in the league. Uh, It's a playoff game against Tampa Bay. Um, That's a big game, and he honestly played phenomenally, if I'm just being honest. Baltimore, Tennessee, that was a snooze fest. Um, Tennessee, it was exactly how I thought they were. If you stop Derrick Henry, they suck. And yesterday they scored 13 points after being up 10 to zero. Uh, so they lost 20 to 13, let the Baltimore Ravens score 20 points. Um, I think a lot of them were unanswered. It was 17 unanswered points. So Baltimore played a good game. Uh, I wasn't happy with how Lamar Jackson handled himself after the game. He didn't shake their hands. If you're a starting quarterback, if you're supposed to be one of the faces of the NFL, you need to be respectful and have some class. I understand it's a rivalry, don't get me wrong. 
I understand that. But when any quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, whoever it is, if you don't shake the people's hand afterwards, I just I've it puts a bad taste in my mouth. I don't care how bad of a rivalry, you don't have to enjoy the handshake, but you need to do it. It's courtesy. So I didn't enjoy that. But nonetheless, Baltimore won. Chicago just how were they in the playoffs? How was Chicago in the playoffs? Certainly there was someone else who could have put up more of a fight. Uh, Chicago lost, what was it? They lost 21 to 10 or 21 to 9, but the last points they came with like one minute left and they were just going down the field giving up, you know, New Orleans was like, yeah, do whatever you want. So Chicago played absolutely horribly. They're getting rid of Mitch Trubisky. Their whole offense needs to just get way better because their offense is pitiful, just pitiful. Then Cleveland at Pittsburgh was hard to watch. Uh, my parents are, or my dad and brother are Steelers fans. That game was incredibly hard to watch. Uh, I stopped watching after it was 35 to 10. Then Pittsburgh kind of came back, but not really. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't. Pittsburgh has a lot of issues. They're in bad cap trouble. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is bad. Like he, he is not good anymore. They need a new quarterback. Uh, they need a lot of weapons. They're in cap trouble, which to be honest, I don't understand how they're in cap trouble because aside from Ben Roethlisberger, I'm like, who's getting paid a lot of money? There's Cam Hayward, but like who else on their team is making a lot of money? I, I maybe it's their, it's probably their offensive line, but they're in a lot of trouble guys. They did not look good at all. The Browns just dominated them. Um, and earlier I picked Pittsburgh, but I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland won because of what Juju said. And there you go. After the game, Baker Mayfield said the Browns is the Browns. He quoted Juju Schmidt-Schuster. So they came out, gave it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So next week we're going to have Buffalo playing the. We're going to have Buffalo playing Baltimore in Buffalo, and the Browns are going to go to Kansas City. So those should be two good games, um, and we'll talk about those later in the week. But let's get into the Miami Dolphins because there's a lot to talk about. So. First, let's start off with the news that broke this morning. The Dolphins and the Panthers are the two teams that are going to be coaching at the Senior Bowl. Not sure how this happened. Um, not I, like I'm. I'm really confused how this happened because earlier Jim Nagy, who's the head of the Senior Bowl, said that the Dolphins would not be coaching, and then about like four days later, we found out we are coaching us and the Carolina Panthers. This is huge for the Dolphins for this main reason. Normally, the teams that get to coach in the Senior Bowl are bad organizations, bad teams. It's usually people like the Browns or the Bengals or the Lions, and they have bad GMs, bad front offices, bad coach. They go to the Senior Bowl, gain nothing from it, whatever. But usually, Senior Bowl coaching is given to bad teams to get an advantage because you get a front-hand look at these players in live action. The Dolphins, I don't know how. I have no idea how. We um, got this. I don't know how we are the co- one of the two coaching staffs. In my opinion, it's actually kind of unfair because we are a playoff team. Uh, we didn't get to the playoffs, but we're a playoff caliber team that just has a high draft pick because of a trade. So we're going to be coaching in the Senior Bowl. That gives us a great advantage. Um, and here's the thing I want to talk about with the Senior Bowl and some other huge news. So many people have said, that because we are coaching the Senior Bowl, that takes us out of contention for Deshaun Watson, or some people have said that definitely confirms that we are taking Deshaun Watson. Um, news broke out, I forget when it was, I think it was Saturday. News broke out Saturday 
that Deshaun Watson was very, very unhappy with uh, Houston because they hired Nick Casario. They said that they, you know, would do one thing, they did another. And Deshaun Watson said, from a source reportedly, I want to leave uh, Houston. And in my contract, his $156 million contract, there's a no trade clause, which means you cannot trade me. But he said, I would be willing to cancel that out. I would be willing for you to trade me if you traded me to the Miami Dolphins. Um, apparently, that's the report. Now, let's first talk about how that the Senior Bowl might impact that, or more so, how it doesn't. And then let's talk about Deshaun Watson, okay? So first off, the Senior Bowl has no impact on the Dolphins taking him. Um, some people have said that uh, it, it helps because now we can get rid of a bunch of draft capital and we can still get a good look at players to take maybe in the second round. Some people have said that definitely means we aren't taking him because we will get the best look at these players and use those four picks in the top 50 to get the best players. So you can make an argument for either case. What I want to talk about is Deshaun Watson coming to Miami. And I said this about a year ago. I said this after the first season with Brian Flores and Chris Greer. I, I, I didn't have a podcast, but um, I, I put some posts on Bleach Report and stuff like that. I said... What Miami is doing, culture-wise, not forget about how good we are as a team. What the Miami Dolphins are doing as far as social culture, having a black African-American coach, a black GM, having an owner in Stephen Ross that has done a lot for social injustice. Teams are, I said this, we are the forefronters in change in the NFL right now. And... Players aren't stupid, especially players like Deshaun Watson. People keep focusing on he doesn't like, you know, the fact that they got Nick Casario. He's unhappy that they went 4-12. and He doesn't care about that. The thing he cares about is that he's in an organization that is showing no want or desire or inclination to hire African-American coaches, hire African-American GMs. They're not you know, taking his opinion as a black quarterback into consideration. Now, whether it's, be, you know, I'm not saying it's because he's black, they're, they're, ta- they're not taking it into consideration, but he's looking at it as I'm an African-American quarterback. I feel very strongly about social injustice and I'm on an organization that does not care. There's a reason why he wants to go to Miami guys. And a bunch of people keep focusing on the wrong things. They keep focusing on Oh, Deshaun Watson just doesn't like Houston. Uh, they're not a good team. He wants to leave. No, no. You're getting paid a bunch of do- uh, a bunch of money. He knows he's a good quarterback. It's more than that. He wants to go to the Dolphins because the Dolphins are a team that players want to play for because we are at the forefront of social change, which is really the biggest, I guess, topic in the NFL right now, really in the country. So I wanted to talk about that first. I wanted to get that out of the way because a bunch of people I keep seeing Deshaun Watson's unhappy because the Texans aren't a good team. No, Deshaun Watson's not happy because he realizes I'm on a franchise that in the past our owner has said we can't let the prison mates run the run the prison. We can't let the inmates run the prison. He understands that's who I am playing for. And I want to go to an organization where the owner is at the forefront of social change. They have an African-American GM and an African-American coach. The only team in the NFL to have an African-American GM and head coach. And we were the first ones to do it ever in the NFL, in NFL history. 
That's why Deshaun Watson wants to come here. Okay? And so, I wanted to talk about that first. Now I want to talk about should the Dolphins trade for Deshaun Watson. First, let's talk about the reason why... I'm going to talk about the positives and negatives. The positive is you're getting a top five quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, top five quarterbacks as far as can do it all, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, maybe Lamar Jackson if you want to consider him, and oof, I'm trying to think. Uh, man, I, I'm trying to think. But def- And then Russell Wilson. So you look at the five quarterbacks, he is a top five quarterback. So the positive or the great thing about it is if we traded for him, the Dolphins would now have a top five coach, a top five GM, a top five defense, and a top five quarterback. If the Dolphins had Deshaun Watson on our team, we would probably be a AFC favorite to go to the Super Bowl or to at least get to the AFC championship game. That's why we could or should get him. Here are the reasons, though, why I think it would be, it, why I'm very, very torn on whether or not we should take Deshaun Watson. I, there's three reasons, actually, which is why I lean more towards don't get him rather than get him. None of these reasons have to do with Deshaun Watson as a player. Again, I told you he's a top five quarterback to me. If he was on the Chiefs right now, he'd be the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you look at the coach, the coach and the players he's had surrounding him. Bottom 10 offensive line, uh, not that good of wide receivers, not a no good running backs, and Bill O'Brien as your coach. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, and Andy Reid as his head coach. And you're also on the Chiefs, who have been one of the most stable organizations in the last 20 years. If Deshaun Watson was on a good team, he would be one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL. But again, my reasons why we shouldn't get him have nothing to do with him as a player. Let me give you three reasons why. Number one, you have no idea how good Tua is going to be. You're basically taking a gamble saying Tua is not ever going to be a top quarterback in the NFL. Some people think he's never going to be that. Some people do. I'm not saying whether he's going to or not going to. What I'm saying is you're taking a risk saying Tua will never be a top five quarterback in the league. And I get scared because I don't want the same thing that happened to the, at the time, San Diego Chargers to happen to the Dolphins, where they gave up on Drew Brees too early, then he went to become a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, ever. I'm not saying that's going to be two, but what I'm saying is you have no idea what two is going to become, and you run the risk of getting rid of a quarterback way too early, after one year where he just came off a huge injury. That's my number one. That's not number one, but that's my first concern. My second concern, which honestly is my least of my concerns, but I'll I'll go into that. Draft capital. In order to get Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, number one, you're going to have to swap him and Tua. So Tua is going to go to the Houston Texans. On top of that, you're most likely going to have to give up two first and a second. Because I think that Normally, you'd have to give up like three or four first for a quarterback, but the fact that we're giving them a top five quarterback in the in, in the draft last year with high upside and a high potential, that's most likely a first round pick right there. So I would think if the Dolphins traded for them for Deshaun Watson, 
we would most likely have to give up both our first this year and maybe our first next year, or most likely not that. It would be we would give them back the picks from the Laramie Tunsil trade. So they would get the third pick in the draft, the third pick in the second round, and then our first next year. Here's why I don't really care about that. At the end of the day, the Dolphins are going to be good enough in the future to where our first round pick is always going to be basically a second round pick. We are always going to be at the bottom of the first round at the very, very end of it. So I'm not so worried about next year's first round. And then as far as this year's first round pick, I don't think we would give up both first round picks. I don't think Chris Greer would do that. If he traded for Watson, it would be Tua, the third pick, our first next year, and our first second round pick this year. We would be able to find good talent at pick 18 and, you know, in the second round. And then next year, if we didn't have a first round pick, teams do it all the time. The Rams did it with Jalen Ramsey. Teams do it all the time where they give up first round picks and they they still get good players because at the end of the day, when you have a good front office like the Dolphins have, it's not about where you pick, it's about who you pick, okay? Lamar Jackson, last pick of the first round. How did that turn out? I, I, I did this cool, um, I found out this cool thing that really blew my mind. People keep talking about wide receivers, right? Top six wide receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs. Out of all those guys, one guy was taken in the first round, DeAndre Hopkins picked 27. DK Metcalf was a second round pick, Michael Thomas was a second round pick, Devontae Adams was a second round pick, and Stephon Diggs and Tyree Kill were fifth round picks. It has no, it does not matter where you pick a wide receiver or running back. You'll find good wide receivers and running backs everywhere in the draft. Okay, so I'm not really concerned about draft capital we would have to give up for Deshaun Watson. Here's my number one concern for trading for Deshaun Watson, and that is the cap. Deshaun Watson this year is due $15 million, which you're probably thinking to yourself, that's actually not that much. It's it's $16 million, really. Okay, next year... He is due $40 million. $40 million is your cap hit. The year after that, $42 million. The year after that, $37 million. And the year after that, $32 million. Now, in 2024, you have a potential out where you can, you know, have a dead cap hit of, you know, $5 million or five and a half million dollars. So if you wanted to in 2024, you could get out of it for, you know, and only pay him 5 million. We wouldn't do that because he would be our franchise quarterback. Um, But what I'm trying to say is the Dolphins right now, um, if I pull up uh, the Miami Dolphins cap space uh, for the future, right? In 2021, we have um, approximately... $32 $32 million in cap space. In 2022, we have 85. In 2023, we have 152. And then obviously, as we go further and further, it's just no players are going to be under contract. But what I'm trying to say is you'd have you'd pay him $15 million this offseason, right? Let's look at this season. If you had Deshaun Watson, you would have one first round pick and a second round pick. Maybe. You might only have a second round pick. And you would have... million available in cap space after signing him. 
cut a few people, that's about $21, $22 million. You don't really have as much money to sign people, okay? Then the next year, you have $85, $86 million in cap space in 2022. That would be cut in half by one player. And so if you look at the cap hit, especially in 2022, you're basically mortgaging your future as a team, hoping that in the next three years, you can make the Super Bowl, which isn't out of the realm possibility. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do this or that we, or or I am kind of saying that, but what I'm trying to say is you need to understand that the idea of Deshaun Watson sounds amazing. Having a top five quarterback on your team, your team's already phenomenal, has a lot of holes on offense, but defense is getting better. We're a young team. Putting Deshaun Watson on here would make us a very, very, very high contender. But the reality of Deshaun Watson is you're going to have very little first and second round picks for the next two years, and you're going to have about half the amount of cap space from here on out. Again, next year, if 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 we signed him next year, we would have about, you know, I'm trying to think, 2021 cap space right now. I said we have 32. By the time we cut people, it'll be about 36. Sign him. You have about 21 million left to sign other people, which that'll get you maybe one or two people at best. If you want to get a good person, one person, one one signing. Then next year, again, this is before you even sign anyone because you're still going to have to sign a lot of people. That $85 million based off of signings just on your team alone is going to go down to about 65 Then Deshaun Watson's contract will bring you down to $40 million, so you'll have about 20 Then you, have no, you don't have a lot of money to sign people. And so when you look at the Miami Dolphins and Deshaun Watson, the, the reality is that it would cost a lot to get Deshaun Watson. And as big of a gamble Tua was at pick five, Deshaun Watson would be a much bigger gamble because you are basically saying, if you sign him, we are ready to win a Super Bowl now. We are going to have maybe six or seven draft picks a year for the next two or three years. And we're only going to be able to sign about one or two people a year. Now, do I think the Dolphins should trade for Deshaun Watson? I lean towards no, but if we did, I think we would be able to manage it, but I lean closer to no because they're way, in life in general, I always like to take the the positives and the, the pros and cons, and the only pro of having Deshaun Watson is you have a franchise quarterback, which is a big pro, don't get me wrong, it's a huge pro. But the cons is that you set yourself up with not that good of cap room for the next three years. Um, You don't have that much draft capital for the next two years to improve your team because we need to remember, Deshaun Watson did not have a lot of talent in Houston. He has even less in Miami right now. So you still have a lot of holes to fix on the offense. Um, And you won't have a lot of cap space to fix that. And then on top of it, you're taking a chance with Tua that he is never going to be a top five quarterback. Because if Tua developed is even a top 10 quarterback and you are able to put him with the third pick, which I think we should either trade back or take Penesul, 
you put him with a wide receiver in the first round, a running back in the second, another offensive lineman or a good defensive player in the second. I would much rather have Tua as a top 10 quarterback with those weapons and our coach than less weapons, Deshaun Watson and worse cap space. That's just where I'm leaning. I'm not saying that if we did it, I would be mad. I wouldn't because at the end of the day, we would have a phenomenal quarterback. And here's the thing that I want to say, and I I say it all the time. We need to trust Chris Greer and Brian Flores with whatever decision they make. If they get Deshaun Watson, I will not be worrying about cap space because the one thing that Chris Greer has shown me is he is a master of cap space. His ability to sign people to contracts to where it doesn't really affect our future, more so our present, is genius. How he signs people to basically three-year deals, two of them are guaranteed. And in the second year, you can really cut them for minimum cost. I trust that he knows way more than any of us. And if he thinks, him and Flores, that at the end of the day, we will be just fine if we get... Deshaun Watson with cap space, draft capital, and everything, and he pulls the trigger on it, I trust that he made the right decision and look out for the Miami Dolphins. If we don't, I trust that he ran the numbers just like we're running right now, and he was and he and Brian Flores and all the you know front office executives, I trust that they went through it and deemed this is going to hurt our franchise way too much in the future. So regardless of what happens. Do not be upset. If we don't get Deshaun Watson, oh well, we were never going to get Deshaun Watson anyway. If we do get him and you were a huge Tua fan, I'm a huge Tua fan, but if we do get Deshaun Watson, understand that they know what they're doing. And if they like Tua or don't like Tua, at the end of the day, it's not your call. So if we keep him and build around Tua, then we do that. If we get Deshaun Watson and we take a big draft hit and cap hit for the next couple of years but they think it's it's worth the risk and they think that they can manage it the proper way, then go for it. In my opinion, again, I think the Dolphins have a lot of holes on offense that we're not talking about because our defense is so good. We have a lot of holes on this team still. And we need to surround two with talent. If this were maybe to his second or third year, I'd be saying yes. Tua has struggled so far, get a different quarterback. But he, he hasn't really struggled that much. And he's also a rookie with very little talent around him. So again, what would I rather have? Deshaun Watson and one second round pick and not even a first? Or would I rather have Tua in his second year with Sewell at three, a wide receiver at 18, a running back in the second round, and maybe even another offensive lineman or wide receiver in the second round? I would rather have that. I would rather have that than Deshaun Watson with basically the same weapons we have right now. I think you can improve your team so much in the draft and through free agency. And again, that's just my opinion. If they decide to take a chance on Deshaun Watson, then they'll take a chance on Deshaun Watson. And I trust, because I know Chris Greer is a genius with this stuff, if they go for Deshaun Watson, they have deemed that it is not going to impact them as much as it is going to benefit them. Make sense? Okay. So that's really the podcast today. I wanted to talk about that because that has been huge. Um, At first, it was just like fans like joking around. And then an article came out that like, if it's true, 
this could all just be hocus pocus. But at the end of the day, if this is true, I was like, oh my God, wow, he actually does want to come here. That's rare. Like, it's rare that a franchise quarterback, a superstar in the NFL is like, I want to go to Miami. It's rare. Unless they're like not in their prime anymore, like Reggie Bush or Mike Wallace or Nadam Kinsu. It's rare that a, a superstar is like, I want to go to Miami. And I, I know I'm making like $40 million a year here, but I would, ra- and I have a no trade clause. I would rather you trade me and me go to a different team. I'm not used to that. That's never happened with the Dolphins. So understand the impact that the Dolphins are having, not only on the football field, but off the football field. So those are my opinions on it, guys. I'll see you guys again on Wednesday for another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. And then hopefully Friday, Friday night, I'll be doing a collaboration uh, with with a Dolphins YouTuber. So hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, uh, Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.